Anyone can have a gimme, but it really gets interesting when you go for two. The Go For Two podcast starting now. Hello, everybody. Once again, welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. Here, my man Don, as always, the stats guru. Glad to be here in Middletown once again for episode nine. Yeah, man. And this is everybody's favorite couch quarterback, Dante, rocking it out once again on the Saturday uh, on October 19th. We're on the eve of South Carolina beating our nemesis right now. <laughs> our, I, my nemesis. Your I'm nemesis not, I'm not sure. sure how you feel about uh, about Florida, but I know they're, they're my nemesis for sure. Not Not a big fan. Not a big fan? No, not a big fan for uh, Florida. Ah, uh, see. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> as long as you're okay with it, you know I'm okay with it. So, <laughs> so we got a couple things to talk about today. One topic that I'm really excited to get into. A lot of implications just like last week and the weeks before. Um, so we're going to go ahead and uh, have Don get started with uh, telling us the location of where we're going to be doing a live podcast. Yes, sir. Next week, we are not recording in Middletown. We are going to be recording live in Oxford, Pennsylvania. We'll be at 19 South 3rd Street in downtown Oxford at the Maroon Hornet Comic and Collectible Store. We will be there at 1 o'clock. From 1 to 2, you can stop by, meet and greet with me and Dante. And then at 2 o'clock, we have the live recording of the podcast. So please stop by. We would love to meet you. We got some uh, giveaways, and it's a great idea to come to the shop just to see what Randy has there, man. Yeah, He's got some cool shop, comics man. there. He's in his new location. Uh, we bought some stuff from him. Uh, good guy, good shop. Hope to see everybody there. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm super excited to have a live show on finally. Yeah. Uh, come down and see us. I know it's a homecoming for Don being back in Oxford, PA. Yep. This will be the first time I'm meeting Randy in person. I know I've bought plenty of comics for him. And as everybody knows, I'm a big comic book fan. So this should be uh, this should be an excellent time for, uh, for, for everybody involved. Absolutely. So my wife will be there actually also. She's the one that does the, the intro and the outro for the podcast. Um, actually, a couple different things uh, before we actually get started too. So... Um, we, we want to make sure that everybody knows that as of right now, we are featured on a lot of different, uh, audio sites. So one of them is Spotify. All right. Finally. So yeah, man. So <laughs> if you like Spotify, go check us out on Spotify. Um, we've been on iTunes for a while. Uh, we kind of had to do some tweaking, uh, in the past because, uh, we got a new logo. Which That's uh, right. we I hope you guys like the new logo. I'm also the graphic designer for the podcast. That's right. So this is a uh, this is fun times. Also, we're on Google Podcast. So people that are iPhone users or Android users that are not iPhone users, go check us out there. Uh, we're on Stitcher, um, and we're also on actually not Stitcher, not not quite yet, but Breaker, Radio Public, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iTunes, and also on Anchor. So and and last week we had or last episode we had a nice treat too because we were on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know I had to let Don throw that one in there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm I'm trying to get the uh, distribution for Stitcher next. I know that's a big podcast website as well, but I just had to throw that announcement out there that we're on all of these now. And go subscribe to us on YouTube where uh, we kind of have a visual video of exactly what we're talking about from week to week. So it takes a lot of time to do these videos, so I appreciate you if you go, you know, drop a subscribe. So now let's get into football. All right. What's our first topic, Don? Well, let's since we started out with the uh, Florida and Carolina game, let's, let's go with the uh, NCAA first. Okay. Let's hit the uh, top 25 rankings. Okay. Um, we can go uh, handle a few at a time here, and uh, you tell me what you think. Of course, number one, we still have Alabama. Mm-hmm. But sliding up to number two, we have LSU, man. What hey, do you think of that? I'm excited about that. Three spots from when they previously were. I love it. So uh, Clemson does deserve to, to drop. I mean, yeah. playing Florida State last week. <laughs> Oh, man, that was a heartbreaker, <laughs> and they smashed us. I know they were giving them, like, 28 points or something. People were like, that's crazy, and give them 28 points. But, yeah, that would have been smart not to uh, uh, to take the 28 points against us. So, um, then we got Ohio State at number four. 
yep. which is probably the most complete team. In yeah, the they NCAA. are a very complete team. And uh, Oklahoma down there at number five. So, not a bad top 25. I still think Wisconsin should be in there instead of Clemson just by their their uh, their field of work. But really top four is, should be Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. That's okay. your top four. Okay. Uh, Wisconsin comes in at number six, mm-hmm. followed by Penn State. Shout out to the Penn State fans. It's going to be a whiteout in that game today, man. Yeah. Let me tell you. That's going to be an interesting game. We'll get into that a little bit later. Yep. Uh, number eight, Notre Dame. Notre Dame is one of those teams, man. They took that loss to heart. I mean, they've been smashing people. So Number nine for at least another quarter would be the Florida Gators. Yep. They actually dropped two spots from last week. And then the heartbreaker. Oh, yeah. They dropped seven spots. Yeah. This is the team that me and Donna talked about could either be one game from winning, one game from losing it all. And uh, that's Georgia. Number that's 10. right. Auburn. Yep. Number nope. 11. That's it. Uh, we had actually got a game confused this week. They thought they were playing, what, Mississippi State? Uh, Ole Miss. Ole yeah. Miss, that's right. But, uh, no, they're playing Arkansas, so they're in no danger of losing that game. Nope. And then kind of rounding out the top 15, we got Oregon, Utah, who should not be number 13. <laughs> Boise State, who should not be number 14. And Texas at number 15. So, okay. uh, And then this oh, one right here, yeah. man. Yeah. 16, man. Look at that. This this probably tells it all after today's game. There's a lot of implications when they play Penn State. And we got Michigan in number 16. Arizona State, still my pick to play in the Pac-12. They're looking good. They are looking good. Or, uh and then Baylor just kind of sneaked up there to 18, but they look pretty good. They're up four spots from last week. SMU always seems to crack the top 25 every year. They are. They we're looking are at un- upset alert today yes. with Temple. Yep, they are undefeated going into this week, but uh, I'm looking for Temple to uh, take them down. And then finishing at uh, number 20, we got Minnesota. Now, that's a team that's been looking really good this Flying year. Flying under the radar. They are under oh. the radar. Yep. Yep. They should be a lot higher than they are. I agree. They, there's a lot of five and one teams, and especially in the top fifteen, they should be up there in top fifteen. If you yeah. ask me, yeah. Cincinnati, <laughs> <laughs> they're up there at twenty one. Missouri twenty two. Iowa twenty three. Who still has the best tradition in college football? And now, now the one that jumped in twenty four, Appalachian State. <laughs> I know Mission is looking in their rearview mirror. Yes, they are. Again. <laughs> and then uh, Jacob Eason and the Washington Huskies right yeah. there at 25. So, yeah. not bad. I think there's some teams more deserving to, to be in there. Uh, and just some others receiving votes. We know Virginia lost. Right. They dropped out. Memphis dropped out. Yeah. Wake yeah. Forest was like number 18. I think so. And they lost. They lost. Dropped out. Dropped out. I don't think they should have dumped that far down because I think they only lost by three points to Louisville, but uh, Temple's up there receiving votes. Tulane, UCF. Uh, hey, now, there you go with Temple. We just talked about them as a possible upset alert. This will If they beat SMU this week, that is their third ranked team they've beaten this year. It'll be the second unbeaten team in a row, back-to-back. They took Memphis last week. I expect to see them in the top 25. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right down the street. Yep. Temple's right down the street from Middletown, Delaware, basically. <laughs> About an hour. <laughs> but right down the street there in the That's backyard. That's good enough. Um, so that rounds out the top 25 with uh, the college football. Let us know your thoughts, um, as always. Um, I don't think it's too bad this year. It's been kind of a weird year. A lot of teams have been getting upset. A yep. lot of teams that we predicted to be upset. Um, and we just hope the trend kind of continues. It's, it's always good for college football, so – I'm not complaining one bit. That's it. Keep an eye on our Facebook page because we're trying to put that up there every week. Uh, We put up our games to watch. We also put up a couple upset alerts. And I think we're trending near 70% on our upset alerts. Yeah, man. uh, It's going to be a good thing to watch, man. Yeah. Hey, sign us up for a GM position. We've been (laughs) telling you guys this for for weeks now. (laughs) So, uh, next topic. Oh, yeah, the Heisman. We have uh, the top five listed here and a few stats for these guys. And uh, Jalen Hurts at number one, man. Oklahoma quarterback, 
You can't argue it. No, 17 touchdowns to three interceptions, 1,758 yards. The guy's good. You yeah. can't argue that. Yeah, and then you got Tua up there. Tua, yeah. Now he's thrown for more yards, 2011, and 27 touchdowns to one interception. That's including but, rushing touchdowns. Oh, right? that includes everything. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> touchdown is a touchdown, however yep. you can get it. But one guy that I think that should be arguably almost number one. Yeah, this guy is really impressive. Especially if they beat Alabama. Yes. You can't argue it. I'm sorry, Jalen. This might be the first year that Oklahoma in the past three years is not number one for a Heisman quarterback. <laughs> but Joe Burrow deserves it, man. He's oh, got man. He's got it. I love it. Yeah, he is looking good. 20, uh, 21.57 for total yards, 25 touchdowns, three interceptions. The guy is making a difference, mm-hmm. man. He is he is looking really good. I can't I can't really express how good he he deserves to be where he's at, and I want to see him keep going. As somebody uh that that loves Joe Burrow that thinks he should be the number one in the Heisman watch is Tim Tebow. There you we go. Know a little bit about Tim Tebow and how he was in the Heisman. There you go. I think he might know a couple things. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan Taylor coming in at number four for Wisconsin. Yeah, Impressive. nice to see a running back in there. 14 TDs? 14 TDs, 6.4 average, 825 yards. Now play it like this. If you're a good NFL running back, you're getting anywhere from 3.8 to 4 yards a carry. That's a good year. Yeah. But this guy's averaging 6.4. 6.4. Measuring stick for college has always <laughs> been five yards. There you so go. So this guy is way above that line. And then Justin Fields, man, another one I always say it every week. I wish he would have came to Florida State. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, transfer from Georgia, um, doing big things for Ohio State, and it's kind of hard to argue his case too. This is a tight one, man. This is a tight one. Definitely. It's going to be a, a very interesting to watch. The oh. draft is going to be a very interesting oh, one to watch. <laughs> we're, we're going to have a lot to talk about when it comes to that this year. Yeah. Definitely. A lot of good stuff. And then we can't forget Justin Herbert from um, Oregon. We can't forget about Sam Ellinger from Texas. Oh, yeah. The usual names. Um, in the top Jake, 10. Jake Fromm, even though yep. he lost last week, he still should be considered. I think he's still the number one quarterback to, to really watch yep. um, as far as – uh, people that get drafted in the in the first round, he might go number one in my opinion. I think mm-hmm. he has it all. Okay, games all right. to watch. Games right? to watch. Yes, uh, coming up at three thirty today. Got uh, number twelve Oregon against number twenty five Washington. We got the battle for the Pac twelve. Mm. I like it. Question is going to be which Jacob Eason shows up for Washington. He's been a bit inconsistent this year when he plays well. They do well. When he doesn't, they, they're they not looking too He's high. going against my Pac-12 champions that I picked at the beginning of this football season. So, if Justin Herbert is on fire, I don't really know. I haven't really looked at Washington's defense all that much this year. But it really is going to be de- dependent on if they are a top 25 defense. Yep, absolutely. Um, and then the other game to watch, Arizona State and Utah. Yep, number 17 versus number 13. That's at 6 p.m. tonight. I think this is the first time we had two game-to-watches in um, the same conference, Yeah, right? Yeah, I think it is. But Arizona State, we've had them in, in games to watch. We've had them in upset alerts. We've been talking about them a lot this year. Yeah, they, yeah. They do look good. They're, they're for real, man. I, I like what they're doing. Um, upset alerts, man. <laughs> Oklahoma State over Baylor. Yeah. Looking at number 18 to fall today. We'll see if that happens. We're also looking for number 19, SMU, to fall to Temple. And a new top 25 member, Temple University. Yeah, if they do that, they will be there. All right. We talked a little bit about Penn State and Michigan today. I believe game days from Happy Valley today, aren't they? I believe so. Talking about a whiteout. Um, But let's talk about Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh. We talked about him uh, on one of our other podcasts. But this game today against Penn State, Michigan sitting at 16, Penn State at 7. Is this a season? Is this a career-deciding game for the coach? What do you think? They're 5-1. and one. So let's pump the brakes there. Okay. But Penn State has been a very inspiring team to watch this season. They have. They're very good for the Big Ten every year when they do well. 
But also, we as we talked about at the beginning of this year, that Michigan is good for football as well. Yes, they are. Not just the Big Ten. They're good for football in general. Um, I know we talked about it a little bit last week with Jim Harbaugh um, with, with this game. You know, would a game decision really decide what his career is going to dictate? Um, you know, what decisions get made there. But I really think that if it's a close game, we really can't put their feet to the fire. Penn State is for real this year. And if it's a close game, I wouldn't say that Jim Harbaugh's career is over. He's had a winning season, I think, every every season for the past four years. I think it's a little bit too early um, to really give him um, – a hard pass and firing them. But then again, let's look at the Ohio state teams that have been playing while urban Meyer was there too. You're not going to win the recruiting battle when urban Meyer is there. This is true. Urban Meyer's had a proven track record in college to have very consistent teams that have won national championships that have gone to multiple high bidded bowl games. Um, Jim Harbaugh playing in the PAC 12 before uh, being the coach at Stanford you know, that that's a little different. And then his success in the NFL, a little different. Um, but I don't think this should dictate if he should get fired. I think Michigan should hold on to a good thing while they have it. I still think it's good for the Big Ten to have the Michigan team right now that, you know, is struggling a little bit. But give the guy a chance. I mean, he's had winning seasons. Why, why get rid of him? Um, but, yeah, this is, this is going to be an excellent game to watch because both teams have a lot to prove. Penn State, are they – are they better? Are they a lot better than we think they are? And it's kind of the same thing for Michigan. Are we going to let these first six games really dictate the rest of their season? Um, five and one, I know, is at, you know at this stage of the game is really a determining factor. On, you know, they win today, they're guaranteed a bowl game anyway. So I don't know. It's a I don't know. What do you, what do you think about it? It's, uh, it's, it's it's touchy, man. I mean, I agree. A win goes a long way. But I, I do agree with you also. I think a loss, depending on how bad of a loss, if it's not a bad loss, I don't think it should go that far. Uh, it, it's going to hurt their season a little bit and where they want to end up. But I don't think it should be a deciding factor on the coach, not yet. No. No, we, sh- we shouldn't lay the hatchet on Jim Harbaugh too hard, man. It's, I don't think it's fair. Uh, and I think it'll make the school look bad if they make a decision like that because what you're going to do is you're going to piss them off and then he's going to go somewhere else and start yep. winning. That's it. Because a lot of the uh, these other schools are going to be able to put the capital and um, spend the time to get him to be one of the, the best recruiters out there. Hey, come to Florida State. I don't care. <laughs> it is what it is. Looking for somebody for Florida State. Man, <laughs> I don't think Willie Taggart is it. I say that every week. But I, So, to do a little sidebar – the thing with Florida State that I don't like is when Willie Taggart does these interviews and he comes out and says, hey, we threw away the tape from Clemson last week. What are you talking about? You should hold that tape as your blueprint for the rest of the year. They're a national championship team. Why are we not looking at that tape every single week saying that, do you want this to happen again? These are the bright spots of how we played them, but this is what we didn't do. Right. Because Wake Forest is going to come in there and give us the buck nasty today, too, if we continue to play the way that we are. And if I don't even think that Florida State considers firing him after a loss to Wake Forest, even though Wake Forest, I think, is a lot better than everybody thinks they are. If we can't go there and get a win, it's done. <laughs> There's no coming back. Because you want to throw away the tape to Clemson, a national championship uh, team is giving you the blueprint. Blueprint, exactly. I don't think that's right. Uh, just letting it slide under the radar. Jimbo would never have let anything like this happen. Gotcha. All right. Now I'm going to hit you with a good one, Dante. Oh, man. Uh, we're getting wound up here a little bit, people. Here we go. The Fair Pay to Play Act. It was signed by California Governor Gavin Newsom. Mm-hmm. Starting in 2023, California state college athletes can accept endorsement money and can hire agents. Now, the NCAA has yet to respond on an official basis, but they've already threatened to bar California schools from competition due to fears of unfair recruiting advantages. Crazy. It is crazy. So, 
I can see it both ways. So I'm kind of walking walking the line on this one. And kind of the reason why is I know Tim Tebow was getting hated on that he said it would take out the passion of the game. I totally agree with him. I didn't play collegiate sports, but I can honestly say how many times are we going to have these Antonio Browns, these Le'Veon Bells, oh, yeah. all these different people like this from time to time, every time that money's considered, because I think I should be paid the highest. Le'Veon Bell was not better than Todd Gurley the years, that, years before that. He was always considered a top three running back, but look at him now. You didn't get the money that you wanted anyways. So how I think about it is like this. First of all, Stop thinking that Tim Tebow came from this rich family. <laughs> and this is a Florida State fan saying this. Yeah. Stop thinking that this dude came from a rich family. You guys are just mad that he was outspoken about his religion. You guys yep. are just yep. mad that he was winning. You guys are just mad because he was passionate. Yeah. And because he said something like this, it's making you even more mad because you guys don't like Tim Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really what it is. But how I think about it is like this. Great. I, I understand that. Players want to get paid. Coming from low-income families, want to do something for their family, I get it. But you're already getting a scholarship, most of these athletes that are paying for their school where they don't have to worry about it. Yeah, let's put that cost in there. Yeah, let's throw that in there. But then again, if you're going to do this, make sure that you give Reggie Bush all his rings, his Heisman Trophy, everything back. I hear you. (laughs) Because wasn't that the reason why that he got everything taken away because he was making money off his likeness? Yep. Come on now. Fair is fair. So, I mean, I I get it. I I don't mind. I don't mind the athlete making the money. But you got to do the things that were um, that led up to this point to be reversed as well. So as far as the Reggie Bush thing, I think that needs to be reprimanded. Yeah. But then again, I think. It should be regulated too. There should be a cap on how much. If now, if the schools are going to pay out the athletes, which is another conversation, but I think this also goes along with it. You have a structure where you're paying the athlete across the board the same amount, because just because you got a star quarterback doesn't mean that he should make more money than everybody else on the team. Because you're going to cause a stigma right there too. So if this does evolve into players getting paid or getting stipends from the school. Because I know that was in the conversation, too. Make sure that's handled correctly as well because you're going to have the egos. But if a player's making money off their likeness, then things can be reprimanded as far as the coaching goes. Why are you selling your cleats? Why are you <laughs> signing your jersey? Why are you signing a napkin at the restaurant? That's it. You know, I, I, I think it. I think they have to realize that it's bigger than, than making the money, too. Like, I don't want the passion of the game to be lost within – the, the monetary factor of, of all this. So I'm kind of on both sides of the fence. But. I, I am too. I don't have as m- much to say on it, but here's here's my bottom line. You might think that by California pressing this, that their governor is, is the bad guy in the situation because nope. he's putting them in this situation. But I think the fault lies with the NCAA who knew this was coming. It was going to have to be addressed, and they've been dragging their feet for years. And it took for years. It took a guy like him to come in place that actually yes. has played collegiate sports because he was a collegiate baseball player. There you go. So, factor that in there. He's got a little bit more water to hold. That's right. Um, NCAA. I I know I I get it, but I don't think it's fair that you're pretty much owning the athlete too. But but how long? have these NCAA rules been in place. I realize they were in place for a reason. A lot of it's good, but you have to change with the environment. There has to be a change, and the environment's changing. The way the players are playing, the the, the income, the recognition. I mean, they can't even get paid on their – can't use their likeness. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's it's getting a bit much. I think that's ridiculous. And I don't think it's people are going to be out there making tons of money. You know what I'm saying? But maybe Jalen Hurts right now, maybe Tua, maybe the Heisman people are going to be making the more money. And I don't know if it will affect their play because we have never seen that happen. But just put it like this. If Reggie Bush was playing at a high level, 
and we know how much of a knucklehead that he can be too and he still played his best even though he was making money on the side i don't think this is going to be too much of a factor for some people so just keep that into consideration when we talk about this but like i said you put it in place give reggie bush his stuff back <laughs> i'm just saying uh, fair is fair. fair is fair you're right i mean he said that he was trying to do it for his family yep so just consider it all all across every base before we start making radical decisions but i think if right now the athlete is going to have the the biggest voice because i know northwestern was talking about this years ago when they wanted to give stipends to every player and then that was like a big hoopla too but it's like come on it's it's great for the athlete you you just hating (laughs) (laughs) at this point in time you just hating that's that's what it is so uh, that's kind of my two cents man I, i i just hope it's fair across the board and i hope right now the NCAA needs to watch out and not make the wrong decision. All right. All of our people that are listening to the podcast, hit us up on Facebook, man. What do you think about this? Fair pay to play act. What's your opinions? You've heard ours. Now we want to hear yours. Mm-hmm. So light us up. Let us know what you think. And and before we get off of this, just a little side note. Um, What was his name? De La Haye, I know, is his last name. Donald De La Haye was a kicker for UCF that had a YouTube channel, has millions of subscribers now, played in the CFL, um, knows Marquette King, who was the punter for the Raiders for years, did a video with Antonio Brown the other day. He's good friends with Juju Smith-Schuster. He had his scholarship at UCF expunged because he decided that he wanted to have a YouTube channel and play football, but he said he wasn't giving up his YouTube channel. Wow. Now he's making probably close to a million dollars a year now with his YouTube channel. I would say that he probably did the right decision. Wow. I would, you know, and that's another subject for another day to see where his heart was really at, but thank him for all of this. Yeah. Because he really was a big catalyst for this whole thing. So just not forget that. All right, let's make the trip over to the NFL, and let's start with something very, very recent. Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. We all saw the injury. What looked like the uh, patella was out of place. Looked like they popped it back in on the field. Travis Kelsey said it did, the knee <laughs> didn't even look like a knee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best case scenario from what everybody's saying, he might miss uh, three weeks or so. What's going to happen to the Chiefs? That's funny to uh... – to think about because <laughs> Patrick Mahomes the last couple of weeks has had a high ankle sprain. Yeah, he has. So, and you know, for being an Eagles fan, uh huh. Andy Reid is a great game preparer. Yes, he is. But not a situational coach when no. it comes to the game. No, not in-game changing, making decisions, calling timeouts. He struggles with that. Have we ever seen Patrick Mahomes just like, be a true scrambling quarterback. Absolutely not. He's he's good to get out of situations like Russell Wilson and make a right. make a big bomb throw. Why would you call a quarterback sneak strictly going up the middle between all the big men yep. first risking that his ankle would get twisted right. by just somebody falling on it, right. which didn't happen. But now you're dealing with two injuries. Now his whole kneecap them popped out of place, yeah. which now led to another scare. If, if he tore any ligaments, luckily MRI back it came back and said that he didn't need uh, any additional surgery. But you just put him in a, you ruined his career a little by little. And this guy was on pace to be arguably the the next MVP again. Now you just gave Russell Wilson a clear view to that title. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think you did. So. Wow. Three weeks, I think, is too short a time. I think if I was Andy Reid, I would protect your investment. Absolutely. Have them out. If it if they say three to six weeks, have them out for six weeks. Yeah. But, you know, the NFL is gullible. It's what what have well, you done for me lately? And, and a lot of these guys do rehab a lot quicker than expected. So, it, but, but I agree with somebody that special. You don't want to rush him back. Mm-mm. Not at all. Not at all. I would uh, – I would absolutely, because we know whatever backup quarterback is going to jump up there, he's going to do well just because it's Andy Reid's offense. He prepares really well for the moment. Sure does. But then again, 
you let this guy rest <laughs> absolutely until he's 100%. Yep. First of all, for the kneecap. Second of all, for his ankle. That's right. You got two injuries that nobody's really talking about that. Give give him time to rest his ankle as well. And he for, for me, he needs to get that checked out more than the kneecap at this point. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, you, you got to protect your investment at this point in time. The Panthers are doing it with Cam Newton. Absolutely. And we'll get into and a little we'll bit We'll be getting into that here very shortly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go over some NFL statistics, the stat leaders. We want to know who's on top individual category for yards. All right. For quarterback. Leading the way, we just talked about him, Patrick Mahomes, 2,180 yards. Mm-hmm. In the running back situation, no surprise, Christian McCaffrey, 618 yards. And he didn't have a good rushing game last game. No. He was just all around a good player. <laughs> and then – Shout out to his brother. They got drafted to the XFL. XFL, this, this yes, week. I did see that. That's awesome. Uh, wide receiver – now, this may surprise you a bit because we're coming out of Tampa Bay, but Chris Godwin, 662 yards. He's putting up numbers, he man. Is. And I remember talking to uh, to Kyle, who's one of our uh, one of our desk side. Uh, he was an intern. Well, I think he's still an intern with the with our uh, job. But anyways, he he joined us on our fantasy football league this year, and he's like, man, everybody needs to watch out for Chris Godwin. He's a beast. <laughs> and sure enough, he yeah. drafted him on his team, and he's doing really well. Absolutely. It's not really Mike Evans anymore, which does give you, you know, you're going to have to double cover Chris Godwin now because he's a speedy one. Yeah. Mike Evans is going to be the one jumping up, catching passes. Shout out to James Winston, too, for finally doing good. But one boy (laughs) still threw five picks last week. Yeah, that that wasn't good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Team offense. Now, this is average yards per game. This is not total. Mm -hmm. Um, So, the – Average total yards, passing, rushing, still on top. Baltimore Ravens averaging 450 yards a game. Mark Ingram said he's having a lot of fun with the Baltimore Ravens. And it's it's hard to it's hard to not like yeah the Ravens front office man. They seem to do. I know man. <laughs> it seemed like they have like one bad year and they put the pieces back again the next year. Like that year that they went to the Super Bowl against the 49ers. It was like what the Ravens are in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Uh, passing yards per game, those Kansas City Chiefs averaging 318 yards. Now, that may change here over the next few weeks. But, yep. Uh, and the rushing yards per game at 205, those same Baltimore Ravens. They got a running quarterback in Lamar Jackson. They got Mark Ingram. They do like to run the ball, and it's working. It is. Man. It's working, man. They got an awesome tight end that catches the ball. They got some receivers that have been stepping up this year. Defense is looking good. Uh, a little bit of a tough test this week, but we'll see how they make out. Yep. So, you know, back to the Chiefs. Matt Moore Matt is Moore. the quarterback. Yes, he is. Probably one of the best backup oh, quarterbacks. It, I tell you what, I was so worried that game. Got to be halftime. Mahomes is hurt. And Tyreek Hill does not have a catch. Now, you got to understand, Tyreek Hill's on my fantasy team. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? Sure enough, Matt Moore hooks him up. Boom. There it is. Yep. <laughs> it's crazy, man. This is the year of the backups, man. I'm telling you. It is. Absolutely. All right. Team defense. Total yards allowed. So, these are the stingy guys. They don't give up the yards. Average yards given up per game, 234. That's the New England Patriots. And we're going to talk a little bit about those numbers. And, and well, a little more they just have their first like, passing touchdown against them last week? Yes. Yes. <laughs> they, haven't get, they hadn't given up a passing touchdown in like five games. And, and Devin McCourty is like 100 years old, <laughs> and he's playing at a high level right now. And we can't forget about Stephon Gilmore, who uh, is probably like the best cornerback ever. Sacks. Carolina Panthers have 27 sacks. I have them on my fantasy team. There you go. That was a great pickup. Turnovers. New England Patriots at nine. So they are getting a lot of takeaways. All right, now let's talk about that for a second. 
giving up the least amount of yards, New England Patriots. Getting the most turnovers, New England Patriots. New England Patriots are 6-0. and oh. Okay? Mm-hmm. The combined record of the six teams they have beaten is 10-23. and 23. There's only one team with a winning record, the Buffalo Bills, that they've beaten in these six games. Everybody else has won zero, one, or two games. And this week they play the Jets for the second time. So, yes, they'll be 7-0. and Yes, they'll be putting up awesome stats. But who are these New England Patriots when they play somebody that matters? Right. And that's that's very interesting to, to think about that the Bills have been the best team that they've played record-wise. Yeah. And um, that's that's the only loss the Bills have had this year. Exactly. And we thought that that division was going to be a clear sweep for the, for the Patriots, and, it, and it's really not. Um, I mean, with the Bills knocking on the door and the Jets and the Dolphins are just terrible, but <laughs> Sam Darnold's back and he's utilizing Robbie, uh, Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson, they beat the Cowboys last week, man. As long as he throws it to him, I think he'll be all right because he, I think he's still a mediocre quarterback too. So, but you know, then again, Patriots, yeah, division winner again, yeah. I know we had didn't really talk about this ahead of time, but I'm going to throw out there my game to watch this week for the NFL. Mm-hmm. Should be no surprise to anybody listening. Cowboys and Eagles Sunday night. Neither team has set the world on fire. They're both at three and three, but they're playing for the lead in the division right now. Yep. Um, both teams have a lot of injuries. They have players out that matter. They've played ugly games. They've played good games. I mean, the Eagles march into Green Bay on a Thursday night and beat the Packers. At Lambeau. At Lambeau. But, you know, they lose games they should win. They're beating themselves most of the time this year. That defense, man. Dante, man, I think you could throw a touchdown against (laughs) that defensive backfield for the Eagles. Yeah, the the (laughs) cornerback situation is still – Ugly. It's ugly. They get Jalen Mills back this week, but that's just another body to get burned, man. I don't. He's going to he, be out by next week. <sighs> I mean, it, they need they need to focus on that secondary, man. Like, like Carson Wentz and the, and the offense do what they're going to do. You know what you're going to get there. But I mean, Fletcher Cox looks like the only one trying most of the time. Yeah, I tell you, there's it's going to be an interesting game. Yeah, I mean, Dak. He may be the one that has to win the game. Um, Eagles seem to still with this contract dispute situation going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. I they, mean, they're trying to get their receivers back and get their tackles playing this week. They're down two tackles in Dallas. Uh, it's a battle of attrition, man. <laughs> it is, you know. But it it should be a decent game. But that's my game to watch this week. I agree, hundred percent. All Even right. though it's not a high-profile game, no, it's, it's, not. it's a game to uh, definitely watch out for because it has implications for the uh, NFC South, for sure. Definitely. Or in, is it NFC South or East? Well, the that's the NFC East. I'm okay. sorry. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to catch a score update on your uh, Florida, South Carolina. It's not looking good, uh, It's 31-20 right now. Florida's up. Yeah, not liking it with four and a half minutes to go in the game. <laughs> Damn it, man. And Florida's <laughs> got the ball. That's not good, man. Oh, man. Jeez. <laughs> All right. We talked about the year of the backup. So let's t- talk about Kyle Allen. Kyle oh. Allen, Carolina Panthers. This is a guy who played at Desert Mountain High School in Scottsdale, Arizona. Passed for over 8,000 yards and 86 touchdowns in high school. Mm-hmm. Heavily recruited. He had 17 different offers to play at college. And, I mean, we're talking the big names, the top 25 teams, and he chose Texas A&M. During the second season, he gets injured. I believe it was a shoulder-related injury. He loses the starting job to none other than Kyler Murray. So, in 2015... He announces his transfer because Kyler Murray's got the job. He's not going to get it back. He said, man, I'm, I'm transferring out. I want to go to Houston. Guess what happens? Guess what happens two weeks later? Kyler Murray transfers out. 
So he can't say, hey, I'll take that job back. I want to stay in school. No, no. He gets redshirted in 2016 while he's at Houston. Played for them in 2017 and then declared for the draft. He had another year of eligibility and decided, no, I'm going to go in the draft. And he was drafted when? Never. Never. (laughs) Never. He was signed as an undrafted free agent with the Panthers. Now, here's where it gets interesting. He was waived. He was on the Jets practice squad. Waived. Panthers picked him back up again for their practice squad. So an undrafted free agent makes his first NFL start on September 22nd, replacing the injured Cam Newton against the Cardinals. He's undefeated since he started. 901 yards, seven touchdowns, no interceptions, 65% completion. Now the question that everybody's asking. They have a bye this week. Next week they have the Niners, who are undefeated at this point. If Cam Newton is healthy, who starts against the Niners? <laughs> well, you already know how, how I would do it. You stay I, with the hot hand. Hot hand, man. I agree. You do not change. A lot of people say that Kyle Allen hasn't really played like extraordinary. No. Does he really need to? You got Christian McCaffrey, man. You got a runner. I mean, he's putting up decent numbers as far as touchdowns versus interceptions. His yards aren't bad per game, but they're not ridiculous. They're not Patrick Mahomes numbers, you know? And the Buccaneers this year aren't any pushovers. So, I mean, last game he was 20 for 32 with 227 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions against the Panthers. And I think they played in England, right? Yeah, the Tampa, Tampa game was in England, yeah. So... Going across the pond, getting a win, jet lag, everything. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, he's he rushed three times for three yards. I mean, but, I mean, it's still, I don't see the downside to having Kyle Allen as your quarterback for right now. He's well, got more wins than Cam Newton's probably got. <laughs> but then look at this, too. Four games. Another thing to consider, Cam Newton's coming back from injury. I know he's been recovering, but do you really want to put him out there against that 49ers defense? I mean, Jerry crunched out by Nick Bosa. Granted, one of your favorites that you like to pick on, Jared Goff. Yeah. He didn't even pass for 100 yards against the Niners. Man man. threw for like 88 yards. I know, man. Killed me. (laughs) I mean, I'm not a big fan either, but what do you do when you got him as your starting quarterback on your fantasy team? Don, there's not a lot that you can do with Jared Goff. Just not a lot that you can do when you have, you uh, know, Matt Ryan. Yeah, no, I don't have him <laughs> this year, thank God. <laughs> but still, you keep – you stay with the hot hand. Yeah. I think at this point, though, and I know I know people love Cam Newton as far as the teammates go. Yeah. He's definitely. always had a problem with Carolina fans because they're going to blame every loss on Cam yep. Newton. Yep, he's the quarterback. Might as well just trade him away. What do you got to lose? Is this going to be one of those cases where he moves to another city and then he is reinvigorated and he does better? I mean, that's traditionally what happens with a Philly athlete. Philly athlete, they get rid of him and they go somewhere else and they're superstars. He needs to go to a team that's going to let him be himself, though, because I think Ron Rivera is such a defendant-minded coach that he is trying to keep him to be a way that he really can't be. Kyle Allen is a true game manager who's going to fit in Ron Rivera's system. This has always been the trend from the last five years with Cam Newton. It's like, I want to hold him back. The first year when he got there as a rookie – there was no holdbacks. No holdback. You're but right. then it was like, oh, he's getting hit too much. And this, just let Cam Newton be Cam Newton, yep. and you guys are going to be fine. He needs to go to a team like that. So, teams that get thrown out there lately, the Bears. Yeah. I like Mitchell Trubisky, though. But it might be good for the Bears to have somebody like Cam Newton because I think their coach is going to allow him to do, do his thing. Even Arizona. They have Kyler Murray right now, but 
I mean, Cliff Kingsbury is one of those quarterbacks that, or one of those coaches that are going to let you do do your thing. Right. Buccaneers down there with uh, uh, what you call it. I cannot remember man, remember his name. I'm already on the next one waiting. I'm waiting for you to finish, man. So I who, got the next one. Who's your who's your next one? Your boy Josh Rosen down in Miami. Oh, he man. can stay he can stay, you know, just go to Florida, man. Yeah. He could go to Miami too cuz they got nothing to lose, but I'm sure Cam Newton's going to want to go no, I, to yes. a place where uh where he's able to win some games. Yeah, I, I think at this point in his career he's like he's already been to the Super Bowl. And that's kind of like he's hungry for it. Now, a team that's never won or like Josh Rosen, for example, he's yeah. not used to winning. So it's a lot easier to plug him into a place where they're not really winning all that much. Right. But, man, there's not a lot of teams for for him to go, though, now, to be I honest. I think it is. I don't know age-wise and I don't know health-wise. But Drew Brees been around for a while, man. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if he went in the division to a team like the Saints? Ooh. Yeah, because I don't think Drew Brees or Ben Roethlisberger is coming back. Yeah, I, I'm beginning to wonder oh. that myself. Oh, no. The Steelers. Steelers, there you go, man. Mike Tomlin would let him do his he thing. He would. He would. You're absolutely right. Wow. Prediction time. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Cam Newton gets traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Can you imagine that if that happens? Man, I mean, they're traditionally have never been like a Russian type quarterback like that, though. Well, Cordell Stewart. Cordell man. Stewart. Yep. I forgot. <laughs> Slash was there. Yes, he was. But it's been years since they've seen something like that. That's right. But Cam Newton's got an arm. He's accurate. He's a big boy. Get him out there with Juju Smith-Schuster. Yep. I think yep. they'll have some fun. <laughs> I think you, you probably need to see him in the black and gold this season, there you to, go. Be, to be completely honest. Yeah, I think that's the perfect fit for him. Is, that would is Pittsburgh. be a good, good and, fit. Especially if Ben is like, I ain't coming back. Yeah. Rally to get Cam Newton yep. because you can make an effort. They're always a team that's going to win games. Yep. Then imagine watching the game between him and Lamar Jackson every year. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting good, man. Man. I'm making the best case scenario right okay. now. Okay. Who's listening that's going to make that happen? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's something needs to happen. Something big like that. Yeah. Um, you have to run that by Heather and see how she feels about that. Well, <laughs> I have a couple of Carolina Panthers uh, people that, that listen to the podcast. They probably won't be too happy about you talking. No, like and that, they man. actually like Cam, too. So yeah. I'm sorry to like hurt your feelings like this. But. <laughs> He's just not a good fit for for you guys. I'm, only I'm only sorry. problem I have with him is his, his attire afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I, I wish the best for him. I like him. <laughs> oh man, I love I love it though. He you know he's himself, but it yeah. is a little weird. You it know, is every a once little on the weird side. So <laughs> you know, rounding this out, guys. Uh, like we said, we're going to be up at Maroon Hornet Comics in, in Oxford, uh, one p.m. for a meet and greet, two p.m. Uh, we're going to start the show. Me, Don are going to be up there. My wife's going to be up there. Randy, of course. Yeah. Now, be prepared for this, folks. That We are going to have a segment next week. Not saying how long, not saying how short, but there will be a segment about the Jacksonville Jaguars next week. Yes. And that we're going to have input from Randy. Randy is a Jaguars fan. Dante's a Jaguars fan. We're going to be talking about Uncle Rico. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about the whole thing. Blake Bortles. Jalen Ramsey going to the Rams to play with Blake Bortles. I mean, we're going to talk the whole thing. Yeah, man. So you'll you'll have uh, Randy on the air with us, and you'll be able to hear his thoughts. Garner Minshew, you need to come in clutch for these next three weeks because uh, <laughs> I had Patrick Mahomes on my team, and I picked you up in uh, free agency not too long ago. This is your time to shine, Pally. <laughs> Make sure you, you got that mustache brushed up and ready to go. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, I can't wait, guys. Um we finally got t-shirts in and stuff. Yeah. Uh trying it out and you know, we we'll, we'll try to see if we can uh order some more and do some giveaways with those, but we got bracelets, business cards now. This thing is getting serious. I actually had somebody come up to me. I ain't going to mention any names, but he was like, "Oh, y'all are for real, right?" Yeah, we're for real, yeah, man. We're for real. Heck yeah. <laughs> Think this is a game? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, man, we love doing this stuff, guys. We love talking about this stuff every week. Football season is is a beautiful time of year. Um, and shout out to Middletown High School. 
There you go. And, and Apple High School went and saw the game last night at uh at Middletown's uh the the Cavalier Stadium. It was a good game, man. And just along to go with the subject here, they went for two twice. There you go, man. Middletown Love was it. they didn't even kick it. It was 14-13 was the score. It was about 14-7 after uh you know, Middletown has scored again. Number five, whoever the quarterback is from Middletown, shout out to you, man. I want to I want to get you on and and you know talk about you a little bit. You you're really impressive. And uh, number three, the running back for Apple, man, he's gonna be a good little running back, I think, too. So I would love to have both of those guys on one day. I'm gonna see if I can reach out to him and get him on the podcast. But uh, leading into the last half of that game or the last quarter of the game, um, Middletown went all the way down. Or Apple went all the way down. Tied tried to tie up the game. Uh, it was 13 14. Um, they went for two. Ooh. Didn't make it. <laughs> then they did an onside kick. Got the onside got, kick back, oh, and they couldn't convert. Oh, um, wow. And it was about 20, 33 seconds left, I think it was. And just, I think, time management really bit them in the butt. But okay. uh, I think they should have just kicked the field goal. That's just me. Yeah. You know, just take a tie. And at least you could say that you uh, tied one of the best teams because Middletown is like – Five and one this year, or something okay. like that. Okay, but uh, man, the most flags I ever seen thrown in the game, though. <laughs> Jeez, I, I I swear that like Middletown was on the only drive of the whole game in the third quarter because they threw so many flags. Uh, now, now were they throwing flags because they had to, or were they just so cold they wanted to get their arms moving? Man, it had I don't, to been cold out there. I don't know. <laughs> they were throwing the flags that it was a football at one point. And so. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it was a great game. I'll be watching those two teams more closely because they are local guys. So, you know, anybody from Middletown High School or, or Apple listening to the podcast, reach out to us on Facebook. And uh, we would love to feature number five, whoever the quarterback. I, I don't know his name. Um, I know he wore number five. He was a good quarterback for, for Middletown. And then number three from Apple, the the running back there. So, much like I said, I'm going to try to reach out to him, see if I can get him on you know, to talk about themselves, you know, before they head off to college or whatever year they're in for high yep. school, Yep. Um, you know, to build up their tape and stuff. But I, I, I truly think they were two little good players that good. I, I saw from last night. So uh, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Go For Two podcast. It is October 19th and October 26th. We will see you in Oxford, Pennsylvania. Absolutely. Looking forward to the homecoming, man. Yeah, man. And it's never a gimme. Always go for two. Always go for two, guys. We'll see you later. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Go For Two podcast. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Go For Two podcast. Also, if you liked what you heard and don't want to miss an episode, please follow us on iTunes.